Welcome back to TG2, everybody. It's Masters Week, so I don't have to ask if you're having a good week, because I know that you are. You're looking forward to today, tomorrow. You were probably watching press conferences yesterday. Uh, everything. I mean, it's it's Masters Week, so it's it's my Super Bowl uh, of a weekend coming up here. I'm super excited for it. Uh, my wife actually last night asked me, uh, so when am I losing you? <laughs> and I said, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Got to see how the day goes. But uh, she kind of knows that uh, this is this is my weekend, and there's been many a weekends uh, for the Masters, typically in April, that I kind of lock myself in a room, and you know maybe she just slides some food under the door, and you know does her own thing. So uh, she is a saint, and uh, and I love her for it. But uh, she knows this is a, a big week for uh, for me, and and I know it's for many other golfers out there. Uh, before we get into it, just want to let you know, episode brought to you by Titleist Tour Speed Golf Balls. Um, if you haven't tried the Tour Speed yet, it is a extremely fast, very long, uh, low spinning off the driver golf ball. Um, it actually, and, and surprisingly to me, when I hit it, felt really good. It's it's extreme. It's it's softer than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be kind of a firm ball, you know, to get that speed out of it and all that. But no, good feel to it. Really soft. Uh, Stupid long, um, crazy long off the driver and the top end of the bag, uh, but still has some good control uh, around the greens. I mean, let's be honest, it's not Pro V1 type spin uh, around the green, uh, but it's definitely got some control. It's consistent, uh, and you know, it, it's just a overall really good ball for somebody looking for a little more ball speed. Uh, you know, a little less spin off the driver, but still doesn't want to give up all the control around the green. So, um, you know, really great ball. Check out Tour Speed. Uh, if you go to Titleist.com, uh, just a great, great option that they offered uh, this year. So fun ball to hit, I'll tell you that. It's, uh, it's for me, I loved it. It was a, a great, like, scramble ball. Hit it off the driver, you know, dry, hit a driver with it and <laughs> pound it down there. Um, and then typically you were you were, didn't have to worry about spin into the greens because you had pretty much a, a short iron in, so... Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a big week here. Um, <coughs> excuse me. It's, uh, master's week. I know I look forward to this. Uh, I mean, I look forward to it in the spring and this is kind of what kicks off my golf season typically. And now it's going to kind of end my golf season, you know, being a, a Michigan person, a Metro Detroiter, you, unfortunately your season's coming to an end. I did play Friday and Sunday over the weekend, uh, which was great. It was beautiful out. I mean, Sunday was absolutely perfect. It was one of those days where, had the course not been insanely crowded, uh, I, I wish I could have got, like, got 36 in. It was like 72 degrees and sun out, you know, not much wind. I mean, it was just like one of those perfect golf days. And um, went out there, uh, like I said, played on Friday. Friday was a little tough, though. I was actually like kind of kind of working as I played, and uh, it was it, it was a little distracting, so I didn't I didn't play that great. Um, I was kind of like on a conference call for about three holes, uh, so it didn't uh, didn't hit the ball well when you're trying to like hit mute, you know, hit a shot real quick and then unmute it so you can like you know be in the call. So it's kind of a bummer there, but you know what can you do? It was still a nice night. Got nine holes in, and, and that's the other thing too. I mean, now you know if you're a you know a daylight savings type state or whatever, it gets dark so fast that I mean if you can get out at like three, you're you're getting nine, twelve holes in, and that's about it. You can't really. Uh, get 18 in anymore uh, and I guess unless you play in your your own private course but uh, no it was a good weekend uh, Saturday I played really well uh, probably played I mean let's put it this way I, I played probably one of the better rounds of my year uh, on Sunday and in Michigan you can't post anymore so I think it's like November 1st or something like that you can't post scores 
So I, uh, but but also too, I mean, the course I played, which actually I haven't played in like a year. It's called Sylvan Glen uh, out in Troy, and I used to play it all the time when I lived uh, lived closer to it. I used to live in uh, a city called Royal Oak, which was just a few miles away. I played the course like all the time. It was like every other weekend I played there. And uh, it, it's not a bad little track. It's uh, you know, it's it's pretty straightforward. There's a couple holes that you know you, you've got a that are a touch quirky, like two and uh, what is it like? I don't know. Is it thirteen or fourteen or something? I don't know. Um, but anyway, it uh, it's it's a nice track, uh, and, and it was definitely you can tell it was fall. Uh, the greens were definitely slower. The front nine they rolled really well, even through the dew. The back nine, they, you could tell there was a couple spots that are a little fuzzy and all that, but you didn't really care because it was seventy degrees and you were playing in November. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was a good day. I, I actually, I, I mean, again, I shot seventy-seven, but it was you know some up tees. There were like one par five where I mean the tee box that you normally hit from is it, it had to be fifty yards behind where they had you. Um, I mean, I hit a good drive and still had 200 in, but you know, like I said, if I would have played from the normal tee, uh, I would have had, you know, 250 yards in and that's a, you know, solid three wood instead of a, you know, what was a kind of a choke down hybrid. Um, you know, it was, you know, little things like that. And the tees weren't crazy up. There was like that par five. Um, what was it? There was a par three that typically plays a little longer. Uh, I think it was, it was it eight. Uh, that was that's a tough par three, but that plays a little long. I mean, it still played one eighty five, but if you play it all the way back, it plays like two thirty, um, which I don't typically play it that long. But but yeah, I mean, there were there were some tees up, and you know, like I said, the greens weren't you know they they were they were a little bumpy and all that. But it was a good day. I hit some really good shots. I really didn't hit any really terrible shots. I mean, I really didn't. Um, and then uh, ended it with uh, with a nice up and down for birdie on uh, the last hole is. Kind of a shorter par five, but you got to you know you got to carry a, a water in front of the green. There's like a, a creek that runs through there, um, and I hit it just left back of the green and uh, just missed the bunker, and had kind of a delicate little flop shot there. And the old Bettinardi HLX 3.0 opened up the face a little bit and kind of slid under and uh, you know knocked it to about I think it was like five feet and, and made the putt. So. You know, birdie on the last, and, you know, it always makes you keep coming back. So it was fun. It was a good day. Uh, played with uh, my buddy John and just two other gentlemen, uh, you know, Jay and Tim. Uh, Jay was a Golf WRX guy and kind of knew me, and that was always odd, but it was fun. We had a good time, and it was, it was a good group of guys and had a blast. So out there, I did have some new stuff in the bag, and unfortunately, the, the downside is I'm like one day early for embargo on one product, and like a week so next week i'm gonna have some really kind of cool uh something cool to talk about uh at, you know actually i'm two things to talk about which will be kind of sweet but yeah just a bummer that i'm like one day short of uh, embargo for some stuff and uh it stinks but what can you do you know hey embargo's embargo and we'll uh we'll get to it when we can but i did have uh, a brand new shaft out there which i know you guys i mean I'm a shaft guy, so you know, anytime I get my hands on a shaft, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my hands on it. Uh, and the one I got this time was the uh, the new Fujikura Evo Seven. So the, the Speeder Evolution line uh, has gone through. I mean, a handful of shafts. They've, they've had a number of them uh, out there, and some really good options that, that people have played over the years. Uh, I know, you know, they there was a somebody had a stock had had them as stock in in one of their shaft. Uh, I think it was Mizuno. Uh, the last blue driver, like the ST one eighty or whatever it was, uh, had I think one of like the Evo two or three or something like that. Um, 
But now we're up to the Evo 7. And uh, the Evo 7 for the current lineup, uh, there's the Evo, the 5, 6, and 7. And the 7 is kind of the mid-launcher. Uh, the 5 is the highest. And then the 6 is kind of the, the lowest launching of the 3. Um, but I was talking to Austin uh, over there at uh, Fujikura, my boy. And we were just talking and, you know, kind of chatting up. And he's like, you might like Evo 7. It's kind of got a profile that... that you know, fits what you seem to like, which, you know, the, the sad thing is I've hit so many Fuji shafts and I've talked to Austin so much about, uh, about, you know, what's going on and what I'm hitting and what I'm seeing and all that, that he kind of like knows my game. And he was like, you know, Evo seven could be kind of right up your, your alley. It's got a pretty, you know, it's got a stiff handle section, a uh, stiff tip section. And then the, the middle is, is a little softer, but he's like that, that profile seems to work really well for you. And like vent is red. Um, so, you know, why not give it a, a try? And I was like, well, why not give it a try of course so uh you know he was uh, kind enough to send me a, a 661 uh, in x and the 661 is basically uh, you know uncut or whatever it's gonna be 67 and a half grams um in the x and honestly it's got a kind of a cool white uh it's almost like a white camo finish to it it's kind of cool I, I actually liked it it's kind of like a light maybe more of a light gray i won't call it white it's more of like a light gray uh, but it's got a little, you know, kind of swirls or whatever through it, and just kind of a cool look. Um, but it's uh, it's a kind of a classy shaft, the gold letters, all that. It's uh, it's pretty classy. Um, but out on the course, it's it's actually a really good shaft. I know Ventus is like what everybody talks about, and rightfully so. Ventus is phenomenal. I still play blue and red, and I play uh, blue and hybrid. So uh, I'm, I'm a Ventus guy. Like I, I, I really like Ventus. I think it's, you know, you know, really great shaft out this year. Uh, or, you know, I think it came out last year, but I think that whole line, you know, has just evolved into being really, really good for a ton of golfers. Um, so I, I, I didn't really expect, I guess my, the, the bar for this one was kind of set lower, like, well, you know, it's not going to be as good as Ventus, but you know, let's hit it. Um, and I, and I was kind of wrong. I was actually really surprised. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. And Evo 7 is really good. I would, uh, if I had to just say classify it as something, I would say it's a kind of a, uh, you know, better, I don't want to say better feeling. I would say it's a more lively Ventus Red uh, in terms of the launch that I got with it. Um, and I just put it in straight, you know, no, no tipping. I mean, I got to tip it for my Club Connect system, but no extra tipping. And, uh, you know, cut to, I think it's, I cut all my stuff to like 44 and three quarters inches. So, um, but yeah, my, in my Sim Max head, which I've been playing all year with every shaft out there, uh, I would say the launch wise, it's, it's very similar to Ventus Red. Um, and, but it's, but it feels more lively. It's, you know, when it loads, when it, when it gets to impact, it feels like it's got a little more kick. Um, you know, you can feel it load a little more, which, which makes sense. I think the, the handle section in the, in the red is like one of the stiffest they make. Um, but I would say this is like, honestly, a kind of really similar to, to, from what I, from what I remember of, of, uh, Atmos to respect blue, it, it kind of has that, uh, that feel to it. It's like I said, kind of lively, uh, when you get it to impact, it really does kick, but it's not like it kicks and wants to go hard left. Um, it really, for me, was was really straight with just a slight draw. Uh, where Ventus, you know, Ventus red and blue typically for me go pretty straight. Uh, I mean, straight to even, you know, blue will even kind of almost fade a little bit for me. Um, this the, the the Evo Seven was a little more straight to draw, and and like I said, I mean, I, I've got the the issue really kind of hitting big hooks, uh, which is a, a swing flaw. It has nothing to do with whatever shaft I put in the club. 
but uh, the Evo 7 really did. It was kind of more straight to slight draw on. I think, you know, compared to Ventus, if uh, you're somebody who maybe finds that Ventus, it's a little harder to turn over because, you know, it is pretty tip stiff for, for every shaft. Uh, this one here, I think, is just a little easier to turn over, but you're still going to get kind of that Ventus red ball flight. Uh, it seems to be pretty low spin. Uh, it may have maybe just a touch more rise than, uh, you know, than, than red or blue, but but not a ton. And, you know, like I said, I, I hit it, me hitting it the past, uh, you know, Friday and Sunday uh, playing with it. Only in like the windiest, uh, like dead into the wind, did you see any bit even like, you know, little rise to, to the golf ball. But, um, you know, it was, it, it's a really good shaft. I, I like the feel of it. It's super responsive. Uh, you know, when you, when you hit it off the heel, the toe, anything like that, you, you definitely know. Um, I hit a couple shots on, uh, on Sunday that I, I definitely like hit off the screw of the twist faced. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, but the, but the ball actually went pretty darn good. I mean, it wasn't like the, you know, the longest shot in the world cause you hit it low heel, but it actually went pretty straight. And I, I think this shaft just, it, it shows off how stable it is. Um, you know, and, and like I said, I think everybody, you know, associates stable with Ventus, the, the Evo seven really, you know, is, is a stable shaft. Like I said, I hit two shots that I just said, Oh God, that's just so low heel. And I was totally in play. I mean, one of them, I was just kind of left fairway. Uh, and the other one was I, I actually managed to to just sneak it. Uh, it was just in the rough by a, a couple, you know, couple feet, uh, maybe four feet. Uh, so neither shot really hurt me. I mean, I had a longer approach shot in, but uh, but it didn't hurt at all. So the uh, but yeah, launch is, is definitely a little higher. Like I said, I, I consider it closer to you know cl- pretty close to Ventus Red. Um, I wish I would have brought Ventus Red out to hit them side by side because I think they would have been you know kind of similar. Um, like I said, this is a, a little easier to turn over if you're somebody who kind of fights a little bit uh, of the of the you know fights to to keep the right side out of play a little bit. This one definitely will help you. Like I said, it it it's definitely not a draw machine by any means. It's just like I said, it's a little easier to turn over. Uh, for me, I hit it pretty straight all day though. I mean, there was maybe a little draw to it, but I, I hit it pretty straight. And and I drove the ball well that day, other than like I said, like two shots. <clears throat> so. It's uh, it, it's one of those shafts, and like I said, it, getting away with with some shots that you hit low heel, or even you know, I didn't really hit anything high off the face that day, um, or both days really. Um, but I hit, uh, you know, like I said, some shots low that still kind of got up in the air. I mean, they were definitely lower ball flight shots, but higher than than you you would think they would have went. And like I said, they they went pretty well. I mean, the, the stability of the shaft's great. Um, you know, and then the thing I like about it is when you, you put a good swing on it, it, it kicks. Like you feel like this thing's helping you generate some ball speed. Uh, it's helping get the ball in the air and you know, you're, you're getting some distance out of it. Um, and I actually hit it against, uh, I had one of the, I had the, my, my old graphite design, uh, GP seven, uh, in the bag, just, you know, I was like, well, just in case. Um, and I was like, you know what, on the last, like, two holes uh, or whatever on Sunday. I threw it in there just to kind of compare. And definitely the, the Evo 7 was definitely longer. Um, and, and you know, it definitely flew higher, but it, it meant to the profile of the GP is much, you know, is lower than, than the Evo 7. But uh, Evo 7 definitely flew a little farther, uh, flew a little higher. And, you know, unless you're somebody who's playing, you know, 18 holes into the wind, I don't see how the Evo 7 would be, you know, a bad option for somebody who needs, you know, needs a little height or kind of hits that mid ball and, and likes to keep hitting it there, likes to want, wants to hit it a little higher. Uh, for really big hitters, I think this thing could be a great, great three wood. <clears throat> you know, if you're somebody who uh, is struggling to find a three wood shaft, uh, if you put like, you know, you're a bigger hitter and put a 757, 
uh, in your three wood or, or five wood, I think it would be a great shaft there. It would make it super easy to launch that thing off the turf. Um, you know, but again, being still really stable, I think, uh, you know, the multi-material uh, in this shaft in terms of the, the pitch 70-ton carbon fiber and the metal composite technology, all that, um, you know, I, I think makes a, a, a huge, you know, huge difference in, in how straight this shaft goes. But super consistent. Uh, really liked it. Like I said, if you're somebody who's looking for something that's a, a mid to mid-high ball flight, um, you're not looking to, you know, looking for the, the lowest spinning possible shaft in the world. Um, and you're somebody who, you know, wants to hit it straight or with a little draw, uh, Evo 7 is is going to be phenomenal. And, and like I said, the the feel of it's really good. It's, you know, when it loads, you can easily feel it load. It, it impact, it totally releases. And uh, it's just, you know, it's one of those things that I think you expect from the, the Evolution line, you know, that you maybe didn't expect with Aventus. I know Aventus can play a little stout, especially if you go into like the, the heavier blue and black, like they, you know, they're, they're awesome shafts, but they, they definitely have their, their stiff feeling to them. You know, they're, they're a little harder to, to load and all that. Evo seven, definitely not the case. It, it's, you know, it's all about kind of feel with these. And, uh, but like I said, the stability on it was, was really, really good. I played the Evo five for a while, um, and really liked it. The Evo five was, was a really solid, uh, option for me. I played that for, and that had kind of a, which I, I love the fact that Fuji does it. They kind of put the profile guide of every shaft that they make up. And Evo 7 isn't on the big list, but if you go to the Evo 7 page, it's there. Um, and basically, Evo 5 had just a slightly softer tip section, excuse me, than, uh, than Evo 5. So uh, basically, you know, and, and for those two, I'd say if you played Evo 5 to Evo 7, uh, the launch on those, to me, very similar uh, I just found that the Evo 7 was probably a little more consistent, a little more uh, repeatable in, in terms of swings. Uh, and I, I probably hit it a little straighter than, than Evo 5. I think 7's like a, an improved Evo 5 for me. And like I said, I found a, a ton of uh, success with that, that Evo 5. Uh, was it two years ago, last year? Yeah, it was right before I found Ventus. I was playing Evo 5. So um, like I said, I think 7's basically like an upgraded Evo 5 um, with a little more, little more consistency, a little more uh, stability into it, just from what I found. Um, like you know, there were some, you know, some some mishits on Evo Five could get away from me, uh, but Seven, they they never really did. So it's uh, just a really good option there if you're looking for something new. And you know, like I said, maybe you're, if you're somebody, say you played uh, Tour Respect Blue, uh, this could be a, a definitely you know you're looking for something new just to try. Evo Seven could be awesome uh, if you're a, a Ventus Red guy. Um, I don't know how it would kick Ventus Red out, but, you know, it, it could be just maybe a feel thing. Uh, it's definitely got, uh, you know, very similar ball flight to that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, mid, mid to mid, maybe, you know, mid mid to mid-high ball flight, it probably maybe has a little more spin than Ventus Red, um, but super consistent and, and feels great. So uh, I'm a big fan. I, I, I like the shaft a lot, and like I said, it, it may stay kind of in the rotation there. I think... Um, I think I need to do a little head-to-head with Ventus Red on it, just to, I mean, not to say one, you know, one's better than the other, because, I mean, it's shafts. Everything shaft-wise is going to be, what do you, you know, what what do you hit the, the best? Because my swing and your swing are not the same, but, you know, like I said, it's it's definitely, uh, it'd be a good contest to, to kind of hit both together and see, uh, you know, side-by-side, side, and you know, maybe I'll try to launch moderate over the winter here as we get uh, a little colder and I get forced indoors. But, uh, yeah, Evo 7, uh, really good. So if you go ahead, uh, fujikuragolf.com, 
go under sh- golf shafts and uh, you'll see the Evo V11 uh, or VII. And uh, it's it's really just uh, like I said, solid shaft. I think, like I said, I think some of the bigger hitters who sit there and you know chase after low, low, and the driver, um, but want something a little easier to launch off the off the deck. I think you know, like I said, seven fifty seven could be an awesome, awesome fairway shaft. So maybe uh, maybe I'll try that one day. Throw the throw that in there, but it'd be tough to beat. Uh, you know, uh, my vent is red in there as well. So, but uh, like I said, Evo seven, really nice. Um, Check it out if you have your 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 local shop or your local uh, Fuji dealer. Um, it's it's worth taking a few swings with because I think uh, it's one of those shafts that'll surprise you uh, in terms of you know if it's if it's performance and like I said even some miss hits you'll be you'll be kind of shocked at, at how well it uh, it keeps the ball online. So um, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I had a fun playing it and uh, it was a it was one of those that uh, it's still still in the bag and I always carry you know an extra shaft or two and this will be probably one that you know, makes it in the bag quite often because I just, uh, I, I just enjoyed hitting it. So <clears throat> it was a good time, but yeah, Evo seven speeder evolution seven. Um, so the other thing I took out and, uh, and played, which, uh, one of the guys at the office actually went and bought, uh, we've been talking about it for a while and I know it's not anything new. Everybody is kind of, you know, kind of hit it and read the reviews and tons of YouTubers and all these people, you know, on the forum and all that stuff have, have hit this thing. But that Kirkland Signature KS1 putter. And I know I'm not the first. I won't be the last. Um, it's a uh, it, it's, it's an interesting putter. So uh, for 150 bucks, solid, milled. Uh, it's milled out of stainless steel. But it's a, uh, you know, 100% milled, as they say, and all that. But it's uh, you know it's one of the putters that it's it's kind of been one of the big talked about items this year, and I know all the Kirkland kind of golf stuff is it's just kind of a unique situation. Um, but yeah, I took uh, one of the guys here bought one, said, uh, "Oh, you want to take it out?" And I said, "Sure, I'd love, love to take it out, talk about it on the podcast." He's like, "All right, here you go." Gave me the box, hadn't even been opened. It was the first one to open it. Um, so pop that thing open, and uh, you know pull the old putter out and it's packaged insanely well uh i don't know i mean i i guess costco looks at it as says you know when you're shipping pallets of these things around uh you know you may catch a uh a, a forklift fork <laughs> through a box because the amount of foam that's in there is absolutely crazy like the box is five times the size of the putter in terms of like width and and, and all that um but you know pulling it out it's a uh it, it's a good looking putter it it's definitely like a wide body uh, blade, like I said, everybody kind of knows what I'm talking about, but it's it's kind of that that Newport two look. It's a little more squared off, but it's got like a much longer flange, much longer you know bumpers on it, so it's got a little longer sight line, and it's got a pretty thick top line as well. Like when you look down at the top line, it's uh you know it, it's a, it's a chunky putter. You know let's let's be honest, it's it's kind of chunky. The first thing I did was kind of and I was like and when I pulled it out, I, I was like God, thing is long, heel to toe. So I pulled it out, you know, unwrapped it, but I set it down next to the the Toulon Chicago that I've been using a lot, which is kind of a similar, it's a little more rounded. It's more of like a, a Newport 1 shape or an answer shape instead of an answer 2 or Newport 2. Um, and it is like half an inch to three-quarter of an inch longer, the KSI is, than the Toulon Chicago. And I know the Chicago is, you know, more of a, a slightly more compact head, um, but this thing's Super long heel to toe. 
it, it kind of, re- you know, it reminds me of when you, you saw that stuff of uh, Jack putting with that old, uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but that old putter that he had was it was just huge. And it, it kind of reminds me of that when I set it down. It's it's big. It, it's a big putter. Um, it, it takes up a lot of real estate. It barely fits in the cover. So it comes with this nice head cover. You know, it's kind of like, uh, it looks like that woven carbon fiber in a way, and it's black and white, and it says KSI on it and all that. Um, but it it barely fits in. Like, you have to, like, jam it into that club that, that cover, and the the Velcro on it, like, barely holds on, um, which is, I think, a little bit of an oversight, but but whatever. So before we get into the stuff that I, I don't like, which because there's a handful of things, I'll get to what I I do like, and one is the feel of it. It's actually really good. And I was kind of shocked it felt as soft as it did, which I know stainless always feels kind of soft, but if you look at the face, it's kind of got this interesting pattern where the center section are these little squares. Um, it's kind of like they're there's almost like perfect squares, and then they flow out to rectangles, and they're really shallow, like the milling on it. You know, it's, it's not super, it's not deep milling or anything like that which typically would make the putter feel softer. It's pretty shallow, but it starts as like almost perfect squares. And then as you go out towards the heel and the toe, it turns into like rectangles and then triangles. And then it kind of goes into this little diamond type pattern. Uh, it's, it's really different than any other milling I've really seen on a putter face. Um, but it's got like a little transition section. So what I'm assuming, and they don't really say anything in their, their packaging on it, which I'm assuming though is, you know, if you hit it a little on the toe, a little on the heel, those uh, those thinner uh, blocks on the face are going to help keep that that feel still soft and, and not get you know too clicky or loud, and and I think there's some truth to that. I mean, when you hit it off the toe, I mean, you definitely know you hit it off the toe. But center strikes on it are actually really soft. Uh, I was I was shocked at how how soft they felt. They're actually a little softer than my Toulon Chicago, um, which isn't I, I wouldn't call it the softest putter in the world in terms of of milled putters, but. Um, this thing's definitely got a, a soft feel to it, and, and it's got just a little bit of click, um, just enough where you know you hit it solid. Uh, you know, it, it's not mushy or anything like that. It's not muted, um, but it has a good feel to it. I mean, when you strike it in the center, uh, they, they definitely engineered this thing to to feel really solid, and, and they did a good job with it. Uh, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. Um, it it's it's well balanced. It's it's easy to uh, to square up. I don't find it crazy for, I mean, I know it's a blade putter. I don't find it crazy for giving on toe and heel miss hits. I feel like you lose a little, a little more distance than say my, my two on Chicago, which I was, you know, putting side by side with, with it. Um, you definitely lose maybe just a, a little more distance, uh, and you go offline just a touch more on, on those miss hits, which is kind of weird because, you know, it's got those weights in the bottom, but they are only, you know, 10 gram weights. So I guess if you, you've got the heavier ones and put them in there, uh, you, you might add, you know, you know, increase the MOI a little bit and, and add it or, you know, add a little uh, forgiveness to it. But overall, I mean, it, it puts a good roll in the ball. You know, it doesn't, the uh, ball doesn't hop, uh, doesn't, you know, skid too much. I mean, basically just what you'd expect uh, from a traditional putter. Uh, it's, you know, like I said, it's got three three degrees of loft, which is pretty standard nowadays. Um, out of the package, it's, you know, 34 and a half inches, 340 gram head, and it's got a, a nice super stroke uh, mid slim 2.0, which I mean, in terms of that package for 150 bucks, you know, milled stainless head, super stroke grip, and you know, a, a head cover, all that stuff for you know, for 150 bucks, it, it's tough to to beat that deal. I mean, you could get a Cleveland Huntington Beach Premier uh, for about 10 dollars more. 
but you know that that's you know got the milled face and all that. But you know, for the package for 150 bucks, it's a uh, it's not a bad deal. And, it, and like I said, it does roll the ball really well. I mean, it's a it's a blade. So I mean, in terms of alignment, it's got a single alignment aid. The nice thing is it is a little longer. So you know, in terms of aligning, it, it's it's pretty helpful. I mean, it's pretty standard. But it's overall a good putter. I mean, it's like I said, it, it surprisingly feels really good. And if you're somebody who's, you know, always on the search for that uh, that milled putter that that feels great and, and you know rolls, it, it's definitely worth a try. I think there's a lot more putters at, at you know higher price points that perform just as well, or you know maybe not as good uh, than this one does. But overall, really good. I I, I like the putter. It, it's not going in my bag, but here's my reasons why. Uh, so the things I don't like about it, to be honest, it only comes in one length and it's an inch and a half longer than I typically play. So I had to choke down on it everywhere I went. So I was basically playing it, uh, as my hands, you know, at the very end of the super stroke logo on there, uh, to play it more like 33 inches, which is what I play. Um, and for 150 bucks, the downside is like, I can't even custom order it. I can't order it in a different length. Like it only comes one option. Which for most people goes so what I I play a thirty four I play a thirty five and that's fine, but there's some of us out there who don't and then the downside to that is that say I want to cut it down which I can you know let's let's pretend I don't have my shop in my basement well now I got to cut it down so now I got to take it to somebody have them cut it down hopefully they can save the grip and put it back on but that's going to cost me more than ten bucks more than likely um, for me a shop to cut it down and use the same grip if they can use the same grip. And then if they can't use the same grip, and I and, and and I'm not a big you know I don't play a super stroke grip right now, so even if I put on my uh, you know Lambkin deep etch cord which I play, so that's another twelve dollars. So for somebody to cut down all that, I'm looking at like another twenty five bucks on top of it. So now I'm at like one hundred and seventy five, which again isn't too bad. But again, I there, there's some options out there at one hundred and seventy five bucks, like like the Cleveland you know uh, Huntington Beach Premier that I'm already now, you know, we're basically above that. Um, the other downside, too, is that you can't, you know, you'd have to take it somewhere, say you need, like, I I typically play a lot of my putters, like, one degree flat. Um, and, again, it's not a huge deal. It's one degree, so I don't really think. But, but most, you know, any other putter that you're going to order, you can usually order, you know, do you want it flat? Do you want it upright? You know, a couple degrees. And, and a lot of them you can even change the loft. Not with this. So that means you got to go to somebody. And even for me, like I have my own shop, I can't, I don't have a putter bending machine. I have an iron bending machine. I don't have a putter bending machine. So that means I have to go to a shop, have somebody bend it. And that's, you know, 10 bucks, whatever it is. So that's another. So basically if you want to, you know, if you don't play the specs of this come in, that this comes in, you basically have to pay $200 or close to it. Like I'm going to look at, if I didn't have my shop, I wanted the different grip, which, you know, again, you could usually order on, on any other site. Um, you know, you could put in a, a smaller, even if it's not the exact grip, you can put on a pistol style grip or something like that. So new grip, cut it down, bend it flat, all that. Like I'm looking at 200 bucks and, you know, then all of a sudden you start looking at, go, all right, $200 that opens up a whole lot of options for putters. And, you know, then is it as great of a deal? And I don't know that it is, but, you know, like I said, I, I went on like, you know, Cleveland site and I can get a Huntington Beach Premier, you know, same Newport style head and I can basically custom order it exact length I want, exact lie I want. Um, and with, you know, a smaller grip and I'm at 160 bucks. So it's one of those, you know, is it a good putter? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, is it the, 
you know, the best thing out there in the world? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think honestly, what they could have done is, is, and I know this is not their their model, and I know they're not golf people or whatever, but I mean, they sell pants in in a couple different sizes, right? So why not order a putter in like thirty three and thirty five inches and just call it a day, and then you have something in between for you know everybody or thirty three and a half and forty four and a half or thirty four and a half, you know, just have two different sizes for people who you know don't necessarily want to play this long of a putter or whatever. But I, I, mean, I understand most people who are buying this to really play it are people who walk into a shop, they say, hey, I'm looking for a men's putter, and they walk out with a 33, 35-inch putter regardless of how tall they are. But, like, I'm 5'9". Like, I don't play a 35-inch putter. That's way too tall for me. I'm 5'9". I play, like, a 33, 33-and-a-half-inch putter, and that, that that's what I've been playing since, I mean, geez, 2001. Um and every, anything taller than that, I just, I, I don't putt well with. Like, I, I get too upright. My eyes kind of get away from the ball and, <clears throat> and all that. Oh, the, the other thing, too, is there's, so there's this true line hosel that are supposed to help you line it up, which I'm assuming is kind of like the poor man's version of a Seymour uh, RST. But I don't understand how it works because the only time you're going to see that hosel the, because it's on the back side of the hosel, so it's a, a plumber's neck or a crank neck hosel, and on the very back there's this. It's it's black and it says True Line, and it's actually slightly milled. Like if you feel it, it's slightly recessed, so it's slightly smaller than the actual hosel. And my assumption is that you know if the putter is opened or closed or whatever, you're going to see this thing. Well, the only time you're going to see it is if it's so shut. If you don't notice that it's you know like six degrees shut, and you need to see that True Line. Uh, lineup, I, I, I don't, <laughs> then, I, then I, I don't know what it's used for. I, I can't figure it out. Um, you know, when I set this putter down, even if it's like one degree open or one degree shut or whatever, you, you don't really see the true line, you know, hosel thing. So I don't know how that works. I, I haven't figured that out. So if anybody knows how it works, like hit me up on Instagram at TG2WRX and let me know. Cause like right now I, I don't see how it works. Um, when I was out putting with it, I, 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 I didn't see how it worked either. Like, it's just kind of there. But at least from a dress, you know, from where I'm at, I, I, I'm not really seeing how that works. So, um, but, you know, I mean, it's like I said, it, it's a good putter. I just don't think, you know, for, for I, I saw a lot of people kind of in the forum and, and online kind of claiming it's, you know, the most amazing putter in the world. And uh, and the other part of it, too, is like if you want the weight kit, it's another 40 bucks. So if you want a weight kit and all that stuff and all the jazz with it, you know, you're, you're going to spend – you know, you're going to spend a hundred and or two hundred dollars, and then, like I said, if you need to customize it at all, you know, you, you got to add that money on. So I don't think the deal is is as amazing unless you walk in and you go, "Hey, I play a thirty-four, thirty-four, or thirty-five inch putter," and you know the specs are to what you want, kind of out of the box. Then then you're then you've got a great deal. Uh, if you're anybody like me who, who doesn't play the stock specs, and it's not because I'm a, you know. WRX equipment junkie and I have to play something different. Uh, it's just the fact that, you know, I don't play this long of a putter. I mean, I play an inch and a half shorter putter. So, uh, you know, I think anybody who plays stuff that's different specs, you know, it's still a good putter. I think it's still a reasonably good value. It's just not as good a value as, as it originally, you know, you would originally think it would be. So, um, yeah, KS1, like I said, the feel on is really good. It puts a good roll in the ball. Uh, in terms of, you know, head performance, I don't think you can really knock it. Um, like I said, it's got a alignment feature that I don't think actually is. I think it's just a marketing piece to put on the box. Um, and, you know, the, the specs are what they are. So, uh, like I said, overall, really good putter, um, you know, for, for what it is. 
I, I putted with it. It's cool. I'm, it's going back in the box and going to my my coworker. I don't, you know, it's it's not going in the bag for me. Um, but it's uh, it, it, it's a cool piece. So you know, glad I got to putt with it and see kind of what people were talking about and all that. And uh, I, I just. Uh, I guess I didn't get roped into the hype as much, but, uh, but it's cool. It's, uh, it's it, like I said, a, a nice putter. And if you can find them, uh, I know like around here in Michigan, they weren't as easy to find, uh, but I guess now you can order them online and everything. So, um, yeah, but like I said, if you want to uh, check one out, you know, it's old Costco, uh, get yourself a, a hot dog, a drink for a buck 49 and then, uh, stroll over and, and find the putter putters. So, um, but yeah, that was, uh, those kind of my two things that I, uh, was, was hitting this week. Um, Hopefully, like I said, next week I got some cool stuff I, uh, as well. Uh, like I said, I just kind of missed embargo here by uh, by 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 like a day, and then you know next week uh, I think I'll hit it. So we'll be all good. Uh, you know, Masters is on. Uh, before I talk a little bit about Masters, let's you know if you want to, uh, if you could subscribe to the show, really appreciate it. Uh, anytime you have subscribers and all that helps the metrics and you know for me uh, testing stuff and hitting stuff it it definitely helps uh, when I say hey will you send me this product and they look at it and go oh yeah you got some decent you know decent stats there so just uh, if you could uh, wherever you're listening if you subscribe that'd be awesome Uh, if you want to follow me at tg2wrx uh, that's uh, my my Instagram uh, uh, channel there uh, typically Thursdays, I do my little uh, live Q and A's, and then also, uh, you know, try to I try to post uh, the stuff I've been hitting and all that. So, uh, if you want to follow me there, that'd be awesome as well. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get to the Masters, man. I'm super excited. I feel like, uh, you know, this year, especially when the Masters was was supposed to happen, um, there was just so much uncertainty uh, in the world and in in golf and everything. So. Uh, I'm really excited to to see the tournament played. It's it's kind of you know I, I was watching some of the press conferences and just interesting you know stuff that the guys are talking about how it's going to be so different without the fans and without the roars you know when when guys make you know big time birdies or or hit it close and all that and especially on Sunday when you get those loud roars and all that and you can hear them all over the course uh, you're not going to get that and and then also it's going to look a lot different when you're looking at some of these holes and you know there's there's no patrons around there and it'll be real interesting on the tee boxes because if you've never been there when you walk in and and one tee box kind of like one kind of goes to the right and then to the left is just a huge open space and you've got like 10 tee over there and 18 green and it's all these like all these holes that you don't really see and they're all like right there and it's going to be, and it's a bit like a really big open space, and it's going to be really interesting to see, see that on TV because like typically, there's patrons all around. You don't like it, it is kind of like sectioned off because you know because of the patrons. Like they're kind of a the uh, the wall, as you will, um, for the uh, you know to kind of space everything out in a way, or, or you know kind of you know segregate the holes into each thing, you know, into each section. And uh, it's going to be real interesting to see how that looks, um, you know, on TV. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see it. I mean, uh, like I said, I was fortunate enough to, to, to go there uh, back in 2016. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bummed. I, like, I really want to um, I, I really go back bad. I feel really bad for the people who got, um, you know, who got tickets. And, you know, this year they're not able to go right now. They'll be good to go in, in April. Uh, but it's uh, it's one of those things where you know where I, I, I want to go back so bad. It was just uh, it, it's a blast. Um, 
but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see it. it, it it's going to be interesting. And, uh, and I think a lot of the pros are kind of know it's going to be a, an interesting or different uh, kind of setup. And I think you're going to see just a different look uh, from this course. So it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm super excited. I'm uh, already planning out uh, how I'm going to put the uh, the TV down here in the uh, the old uh, basement, the old uh, <laughs> the old office, so I can sit there and watch uh, all day tomorrow and Friday, and then uh, and then you know uh, I'll be watching, uh, of course, uh, over the weekend because you know how do I not? So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, going to be a, a fun day, and uh, it's a great weekend. So everybody enjoy it. Hopefully. Uh, you know, like I said, you get to take some, some time away and sit down and just, you know, watch Little Masters. But anyway, it's all I got for this week. You guys have a good one. We'll talk next week. And, uh, you know, enjoy the Masters, man. We'll see you later.